words. Spoken words. Yo, episode one thirty three. Is it four? What? It's one thirty four. Is one thirty four? No, last week was one thirty two. Sure, man. <laughs> 133, man. Is it? Hold on. Is it? It's one. It is. Yeah, 133. Oh, let's see. See, I told you. Man, this guy is trying to jack me up. My <laughs> eyes are wide shut, and it's 134. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's 134 in my head. Right? This guy trying, you gotta to be, be ahead of trying to be in the future. You got to be ahead of the game. <laughs> My eyes are wide shut. This is just. <laughs> <laughs> His oh, eyes are wide shut on gonna, 133. We're going to do this with their <laughs> eyes wide shut. My eyes are wide shut to 133. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your eyes are just wide shut. <laughs> How come you close your eyes when we kiss? <laughs> you I was going to say something else, but... You mean you don't? <laughs> Stop that! Stop that! Wichita! 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 <laughs> Welcome to Unspoken Words, episode 133. Uh, we're going to get into some uh, relapse season... Uh, topic, main topic, but before we do that, we're just going to chill here. <clears throat> we got a game for y'all in a little while, but first of all, uh, as you can tell, there's only two of us here today. Uh, the Pod Gotti. Oh, let me do introductions. Over here to my right, all the way from Baba 901-1-1-1-1. He is your favorite Indian, your hoeing one, your ace, JCB. Say hoka hey. Hoka hey. <laughs> I don't know what that little. I don't know what that was, but I tried. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And I'm my husband, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Aho. Aho. Oh, little big man. Hey, you know what? What? There's, I, okay, so there's a couple natives that I work with. Okay. I asked them both, mm-hmm. both male and female, if they ever watched that movie, and they both said no. What? Now. How old are, are they? With, with, oh, that's, see, that's the thing. Okay. They're, 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 they're a little bit younger. Okay. Uh, 30s, I think. Maybe I think the, the, the female might be in her 20s. I don't know. I didn't ask. But oh, they yeah. are younger. You don't they, ask a woman her age. Yeah. If you don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, they said they never watched that movie, and I was like, what kind of Indian are you? I thought everybody saw a Little Big Man. It yeah. doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for the majority of the part, you quoted, and if you're in a room full of natives, they're going to laugh or yeah. at least know what you're talking about. Exactly. And see, I, I think that's what I did. Yeah. Um, oh, I sang his war song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. And they just looked at me like, you know, they thought it was funny, but they didn't. They obviously didn't get the reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. And I'm like, man, as I told them both, I was like, you got to go watch it. You can get, you can watch it on Amazon Prime if you got Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Is it free? Yeah, Prime Video is free with oh. Prime. Nice. No, I mean, is the little oh, big Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free. I mean, you got to, I think you have to watch ads now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not every not. once in a while, but. I know. Um, I bought it on DVD and like my son 
he's 14 and he he's watched it. it and he quotes it. Yeah. You know, it's an older movie, but still it's, it yeah, holds yeah, yeah. up. It holds, it's a classic. I think just recently we were driving somewhere and there's just like this little hill out in the middle of nowhere. And he said, Oh, it's old woman Butte. <laughs> and <we> started laughing. <laughs> yeah. Classic old woman Butte. Uh, that's where the Pawnees told hey, Little Big Man. Little Big Man was at the Lakers game last week. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I didn't see that. I, I mean, you know, I missed they, that part because they showed, you know, they just showed yeah, they showed the seconds. stars. Yeah, just for a couple seconds, and Little Big Man was right up in there. Yeah, the playoffs are kind of star celebrity heavy. Oh, seems yeah. like this year more than any other year. Yeah. Unless they don't show them every year. Unless, yeah, like. Well, I know, like, if you go to the Lakers game, they have a, they, they'll really, they, oh, yeah. that's kind of like their thing. Yeah, that's kind of the Lakers thing, because they have all the, you know, that's Hollywood, Hollywood. nearby, and yeah. all the stars come out to the game, but, like, they show them even, like, Philadelphia, um, New York, all these other venues, there's celebrities at these games, and yeah. I was kind of like, oh, that's cool, even Denver. Denver. Denver, Ooh. like, they had a bunch of NFL players there. Uh-huh. Oh, and th- we were sitting here watching that uh, Warriors-Lakers, and my dad was like, I wonder how much those seats are. Ooh. So I went online, and I checked it out. Yeah. Bro, take a guess. Courtside. Courtside. Um, 30000 That's actually higher than what it was. It oh. was twenty two. Yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, man, that's And to sit, like, minimum. just a little bit above that is, like, four or five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you it. could save, what is that, freaking $18,000 and you're only moving 20, 10, 15 actual feet yeah. forward? No, I mean, even just to get in that lower section, even if you're up higher, it's still great. Yeah, and then, though they said the average price was like 800 and something. Oh, yeah, I believe that. And so even those nosebleeds, they probably bumped those up to a few hundred. But I guarantee you that a lot of them probably didn't pay out of pocket. Oh, no, no, no. Those celebrities, like, no. they're probably getting freebies from uh, Genie Bus just to show their faces there. Yeah, they probably just hit, like, yeah, I mean, they probably just said, hey, called their publicist or their manager, and, like, I want to go to the game. And then they made some phone calls, like, hey, Chris Wack wants to come to the game. And they're like, oh, okay. okay, we'll give you a good hey, seat. Yep, we'll get you down here courtside. Mm. <clears throat> ah, uh, chick. Chick. Ah. You better start your stand-up comedy career. And you too could be Lakers courtside. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm good. <clears throat> after Not the Le- Lakers, after LeBron retires, after yeah, but if you watch the, if you go to the Lakers games, you don't you don't have to go for the Lakers. Oh yeah, you can go to hobnob and rub elbows with the celebrities <laughs> and, and and watch the visiting teams. Yeah, I don't know. That's just because one thing. I mean, it's a lot just to go there. It's like a whole day, you know, whereas here, I mean, you can just turn it on. It's just like an evening thing. Mm. You know, a and hours, plus maybe a pizza. Yeah. Some food. Um, very affordable food at home. No, I mean, it's, I mean, that's like, that's not my thing. You know what I mean? To go over there. I mean, like, like okay, to so be, if, if you, but if you had the means, right? Like if you oh. had. Unlimited means. Oh yeah, yeah. And I would definitely go check it out. But, it but was, it's not like something. Like, oh my god, I have to do that. You know. 
You have to get all dolled up and go courtside and show your face. And oh, if I got court t- courtside tickets in the playoffs, <laughs> I wear a war bonnet. A war bonnet? Yeah. You don't want to go over there and do some hobnobbing? <laughs> I wear my outfit, my regalia. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> wear my regalia. And all regalia. My beadwork. And you I'd know. sit there all stoic. And everybody will be saying, oh my goodness, look at the Native American in his regalia. Oh, look, and he brought his ceremonial drum. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, sing us a rain dance song, chief. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you took the words right out of my mouth. As soon as you started saying that, I was going to end it with chief. Chief. Sing us a rain dance song, Chief. Why don't you get out there and dance a rain dance there? Hotter than hell. Give us a war cry there, feller. Give us a war hoop there, Chief. (laughs) 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 Man, if anybody ever said that to me, man, I'd beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Hey, what? Give us a war cry, Chief. <laughs> Why don't you give us one of them war hoops, Chief? How about uh, running, <laughs> running Brave? You ever watch that one? Uh, the Billy Mills one? Yeah. Oh, man, a long time they, ago. When they called him Chief, and he I'm not a Chief. <laughs> or the way he said it? Yeah. I'm not a Chief. <laughs> he was pissed, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. Mm, one time, I would be pissed. This is one time they showed that at uh, an auditorium at um, Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember why, but they let everybody out like towards the end of the day. We, there's nowhere to go because the dorms aren't open yet. Oh. Our dorms will open at a certain time. Yeah. So school was cut short, so they took us in there and they they put on uh, Running Brave. Yeah. <laughs> And then after that was over and the lights came back on, because it's like a movie theater. The screen comes down and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's like a little movie theater. So lights came back on and we were all getting up to go to uh, go back to the dorms. And here there's this girl and she tied her hoodie real tight like the hood. Yeah. All you could see was her little part of her face. Cause it was like that. Yeah. She was doing sprints up and down the aisles. <laughs> she was motivated, bro. Oh, I thought she was just like messing around or something. Oh, she was motivated. Oh, dang. <laughs> was she like a known runner or something? No. Oh, she just got motivated from she the show. Just, I, in fact, I don't think I've ever seen her run after that. Oh, but just, in that moment, hey. in that moment, Billy Mills got under her skin and she was she was lit a fire, lit a fire. I wonder how she's doing today. She's so probably after, running like hundred mile trail runs. So after, no kidding, uh, I was like a champion, uh, world champion cross country runner or something. Yeah, yeah. but. From that day on, we, we we always referred to her as Billy Mills. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Billy Mills. And even if I are wanted you really, to. Are you really dating Billy Mills? <laughs> I remember I saw you and Billy Mills under the bleachers. Where'd you get those hickeys, Billy Mills? <laughs> Right? That's exactly what it was, too. Oh, here comes Billy Mills. Oh, here comes your girlfriend, Billy Mills. (laughs) Oh, and then one of our own boys, too. We started calling him Gamudi. Gamudi? Remember Uh, remember uh, at the end when it's it's Gamudi and Clark? It's Gamudi and Clark. Here comes Mills. (laughs) Uh, So we calling him Gamudi. (laughs) (laughs) And Indian kids are mean to each other, bro. I know. I seen this meme. It said um, when you're watching something and like, 
like an ugly creature or something ugly comes onto the screen and you're sitting with your instead your siblings said oh that's you you know <laughs> <laughs> i i have a bad habit of that like man i see somebody and then they, oh man there's okay so there's one guy we see we seen and i was like that looks like mega mine because he has a <laughs> <laughs> yeah big old head big old head called him mega mind <clears throat> that's funny yeah, I do that too. Like I'll just name people. Yeah, name as uh, we're people watching. Yeah, it's it's a fun pastime. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like <clears throat> I remember one time, like we're sitting in the car, me and Talisha, and we're like watching. We we're gonna come eat downtown or something, and then like we parked, and there's like you know couples walking around trying to get to get to their dinner or whatever they're doing, and like there's one couple they're walking, and they look, look, look like they're arguing. Like older couple, and I started like commentating and acting like I knew what they were saying. <laughs> they were sitting there laughing and laughing in the car because it looked like exactly what their yeah just their movements. I was making up voices and stuff. It was funny. My my uh, my brother Neil used to do that when we were younger too, driving around with my grandma, and mm. he would do that to people on the street. Like see an old man walking across the street, and we we're waiting for him, and he. Mm. Like say start saying like what he would be saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, 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 I like doing that. It's funny. It's just hilarious. It's real funny and that. Oh, so I kind of interrupted myself earlier. Um, <clears throat> Pod Gotti is he's uh he went on some kind of what symposium or yeah he has colloquium colloquium is that what he said I don't know is that a word yeah but anyway he he went down south right yeah San Antonio I believe yeah San Antonio. He went down there and he was a uh, guest speaker, keynote speaker for some um, some kind of convention. I'm sure we'll get it. We'll get it out of him. Oh yeah, there. yeah. So that's why he's not here. He's actually traveling back today. He's probably on a plane somewhere, watching Batman, like the original Batman. The Batman. No, he's probably yeah. He's probably he's on his way back. He texted me about an hour ago. I think he was just now in Denver. Oh yeah. Probably got a couple hour layover and then be back here this evening. Yeah, he was telling me he has to go take these weird side um, detours on the way well, on the way down and then the way back. Oh, because there's no yeah, yeah. It's weird um, traveling out of Billings. You got to go here and there and all over. Like I remember when we flew, we were going to Anaheim, 2018, going to Disneyland. We had to fly from here. Then into Portland, then all the way down to Santa Fe, and then into um, Anaheim. It seems like a waste of gas. Yeah, it was like kind of all over. <laughs> Holy cow. And then on the way back, we flew into Seattle, and then from Seattle just came straight to Billings. Billings. I made that flight before <clears throat> when we used to go to Chamorro. That's a pretty cool thing to fly over those mountains like that. Yeah. Oh, and then like Seattle, I don't know. When we were going to land, like, there was all these, like, uh, holes in the cloud. So, like, you could, you were just right above the clouds, and then there's, like, all these open spaces, and you could see part of the city. And stuff that was pretty cool. And then, like, we came down, like, right through the clouds, and boom, it was just all city. They're coming right at us. Yep. <clears throat> coming up from the ground. <laughs> so, all right, you ready to do some trivia? Let's do this, then. What's, what what uh, thing did you go on? Because I don't want to ask you the same questions you're asking me. I told you. Remember, useful trivia. Oh, oh yeah. And that's when, go ahead. Say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I said, I don't know if this is up your alley because it's useful. What would you say? You have useless knowledge? Yep. Tons of useless knowledge. Are you ready? I'll I'll go first. Yeah. All right. Here we go. First question. I did uh, NBA trivia, and this is what popped up first. So what team – this is multiple choice. Okay. What team won the very first NBA game? New York Knicks, Toronto Huskies, Chicago Stags, Philadelphia Warriors. I'm going to say it has to be either New York or Philly. Okay. Let's so, go with Philly. All right. Philadelphia Warriors. Wrong. Oh, man. So you said New York was your second choice? Yeah. Ah, right on that one. But they refer to as the Knickerbockers. Yes, the Knickerbockers. They're a type of pants. Wait, now let me get my. I'm going to do my thing too, then, if you're going to. Hey, yeah, okay. Give me the shaft like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready? Yes. Okay. Home of Major League Baseball's Toronto Blue Jays, the Rogers Center opened in 1989 as the Sky Dome, the world's first sports arena to feature a fully retractable what? Uh, roof. All right, that was kind of easy. Yeah, I know. Uh, context clues. Yep, yep. Okay. I like, this, I like your style. This is, uh, yeah, that's it. Right, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what NBA player scored 100 points on March 2nd, 1962? Wilt the Stilt. Wilt. Let's go with Wilt. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew that to be a fact. All right, let me see. I'm going to flip through some of these. Yuck. How come you don't have one picked out? Uh, here's a, here's one. Okay. What six-letter word names both a seed company and an exercise that combines a squat, a push-up, and a jump in the air. Blurpy? Blurp? No, we're not with the L. Burpy. All right, all right. I'm trying to get you to uh-huh. bet me some burpees and you give me the shit. I know. I said we're not in prison there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only currency I have at the moment. <laughs> all right, who is the first NBA? Oh, wait, sorry. Who is the first player in NBA history to be elected league MVP by a unanimous vote? Oh, Magic okay. Johnson, okay. Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, LaQueen. Steph. All right, let's try Steph. Ah, <laughs> I would have I said MJ right off the bat. Um, all right. Uh, just kidding. Um, some of these are crazy. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's too easy because you'll know that one. I'm trying to get one that'll make you think. Hmm. Things that make you go. Hmm. Things that make you go. What the? Outside what sports venue would you find Rise Up, the world's largest freestanding sculpture of a bird? What Man. sports venue would you find Rise Up, the world's largest freestanding sculpture of a bird? The Lincoln Center? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Philadelphia? Lincoln Field or whatever? Oh, no. Uh, You're on the right track. Let's okay. say that. Okay. 
As far as NFL? As far as NFL. Oh, the Cardinals? Uh, the Sea Chickens. What running, you're running out of birds. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. No, no. <laughs> Falcons. <laughs> what? Yeah, the Hawks. <laughs> it was the Falcons. The Falcons. Yeah, yeah Mercedes-Benz Stadium, actually. Oh, okay. But Yeah, all I can think of was that. Eagles. All right. What kind of shot did Joe Folks score a record 63 points within one game in 1949? Was it the free throw, hook shot, three-point shot, jump shot? Jump shot. Let's try jump shot. Hey! Yeah, I know, because three-point three point line didn't come into play until the 80s. Yeah. And I remember reading somewhere about um, b- before that guy, they always used to do set shots. Oh, uh, okay. And jump shots were discouraged until he did that. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, he know. introduced it. Uh, February 10th, 1949, Jumping Joe Folks introduced a jump shot, scoring then NBA record 63 points against the Indianapolis Jets. Do you know they always used? They also used to have rules against dunking. They didn't want people to dunk. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and then it, it was also disrespectful. So if you go up for a dunk, they'll take you out from underneath. Oh, yeah. Like, like trying to hurt people. Oh yeah. All right, check it out. The run for the roses and the fastest two minutes of sports are both colloquial names for a horse race that occurs on the first Saturday of May in which U.S. state? Kentucky. Oh, shit. Wrong button. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little trigger happy. That's right. Kentucky. Uh, speaking of three points, three-point line, who scored the first three-point basket in NBA history? Was it Wes Unseld, Chris Ford, Gene Stump, Larry Bird? Unsailed. Unsailed. All right. It's unsailed for 200. Oh, is the other guy uh, Ford? Chris Ford. Mm. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm glad yours are multiple choice because I'd, I'd have been lost on all of those. Oh. Okay. A large brown bear named Blades is the mascot of what Boston professional sports team? Bruins. All right. All right, here we go. Who? Ah, this is going to be easy, but I'll ask you. Who was the youngest player to score 10,000 points in the NBA? Kobe, Wilt, LaQueen, or his heirness? <laughs> LaQueen. LaQueen for 200. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, um... I don't know if I'm going to. Uh, IDK. 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 <laughs> what is IDK, Alex? What is IDK? Uh, oh, I don't sorry. know. Oh, okay. Also, <laughs> the name of an NFL team located about 300 miles from Boston. What is the name of the sports teams of Boston College? Sports teams of Boston College, the Golden Eagles. 
You're half right. Oh. Uh, According to this, it could be golden. I don't know. It just says eagles. So, oh. well, you know what? Okay. We'll, we'll let that go. Well, Boston College is like maroon and gold. Is there number? I was just thinking golden. Oh, okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Either that or, yeah. Yeah. The turtle. Okay, my turn, huh? The turtle. Sorry, I'm zoning out. <laughs> the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. What team owns the longest winning streak in NBA history? Is it the Miami Heat, Los Angeles Lakers, Chicago Bulls, or Golden State Warriors? Ooh, that's a tough one. Longest streak. Mm, yeah, that is. Oof, man. Oofta. I think. Oh, because you don't have the answer yet either, huh? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go with the Lakers just because they have a little bit more of a winning history. And a, yeah. I'm going with the percentages here. I kind of remember something where it, like, overlapped over two seasons. Where, like, they won it, and then they continued the oh, winning yeah. over to, to the next season. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. I think it's either Lakers or Warriors. Oh, Lakers. Yep. Lakers, Lakers. In January 2019, Nike announced it would become the exclusive provider of on-field uniforms beginning the 2020 season for what major American sports league? What year? No, no, no. In 2019. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Um, foosball, NFL. Foosball. <clears throat> Nike. I mean, um. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Baseball. And it was either MLB. Base- yeah. <clears throat> I knew it was either baseball or uh, foosball. Foosball. Oh, my turn. I keep just your questions are just so profound. I'm stumped over here. What player was known as the clown prince of the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, Curly. What's his name? <clears throat> yeah, uh, Fred Curly Neal. Yeah. Okay, him. That guy. Okay. What? Wrong. So the rest of the choices are Meadowlark Lemon. That guy. Goose Tatum. Marquise Haynes. Meadowlark Lemon. Meadowlark Lemon for 300. Ah, you're right. Uh, okay, I kind of spaced that guy out. But I always remember because uh, 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 the other guy, the, the curly guy, I always thought it was funny because his name was Curly, but he didn't have any hair. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man, I was going to ask. I, let's do this. Okay. Just to hear you say it. All right. They play home games a couple miles south of Pats and Geno's. Fill in the blank of the NFL fight song. Fly, blank, fly, on the road to victory. Fly, Eagles, fly, on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight, score a touchdown, one, two, three. Hit them high, hit them low. Then my mind went blank. I will accept that answer. <laughs> we are all now dumber for listening to your explanation. <laughs> and may God oh. have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is the all-time leading scorer in men's college basketball? Is it Stephen Curry, Freeman Williams, Pistol Pete Maravich, or Larry Bird? Pistol Pete. Let's go with Pistol P for 400. Ah, nice. LSU. LSU. 
Okay, I don't know what this has to do with sports, but we'll kick it out there. What 1980s TV series starred David Hasselhoff as a crime fighter assisted by a talking, self-aware sports car mm. named Kit? Night Rider. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I talked to Kit before. The car? Yeah. What? It was at Universal Studios. Oh, nice. And, you can, and it's just parked there like in this little... Like little areas, he's surrounded by trees, so you don't even. I just, I don't even know how I found my way in there. Huh? But I went in there, and it was just parked there. And then, the, like, the doors are open. Yeah. You can go over there, and you can talk to it. What? And it talks back to you. Yeah. That's crazy. I wonder if it just has like a set number of responses, or it actually. I don't know because I wasn't. I guess if I was smart, I would have said my name is JC, and then it would have said hello, JC. But oh yeah, you just I went up like, and asked questions. No, I don't. I think I went up there and asked something stupid, like, "Can you hear me?" <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like what? What'd you say? Yeah, oh. I ain't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first WNBA player to dunk in a playoff series? Was it Brittany Griner, Michelle Snow, Tamika Catchings, Lisa Leslie? Lisa Leslie. Let's go with Lisa Leslie for one hundred. What? Say the other three again. Brittany Griner, Michelle Snow, Tamika Catchings. It could be Brittany Griner. All right, let's go with Brittany Griner for 500. You said playoff, right? Yep, playoff. Yeah, okay. So I think uh, Lisa Leslie was the first one to dunk in a game. In a game, all back right. Back in late 90s. Semantics. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask this question, but we already talked about Pistol Pete, so we know where he goes to school. How about, these are all, there's a lot of college ones in this one. That's cool. Okay, so, the Owls are the sports teams of what public Philadelphia university? Xavier? Uh, Providence. I don't think, is Providence in Philadelphia? I don't know. Oh... Owls. Man, I could... I wouldn't have got this. Man. I mean, maybe you could if it was multiple choice, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't... I give up. Temple. Ah, I... Of you know, course. it's got to be one of those I could ones. see their coach. He kind of looked like an owl. <laughs> their old coach. Okay. That old, older black gentleman. He had the kind of big eyeballs. He looked like that. Bird on the uh, Tootsie Pops. Yeah, that's what he. Yeah, yeah. he looked like an owl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I I seen him. I just couldn't remember the name. Oh, my turn. Couple more. <clears throat> yeah, let's do a couple more. Couple more back and forth. How many games did Wilt Chamberlain foul out of during his fourteen-year NBA career? Say that again. How many games did Wilt Chamberlain fall out of oh. during his 14? I think I forgot to say of. So is it 11 games, 94 games, zero games, 25 games? I'm going to have to go with zero because why would that be in there? Yeah, I don't know. Zero for 100. Holy cow, no kidding. I knew that one. Really? Yeah. Huh. Gentle Giant. Ah, it all makes sense now. Okay, a 120-foot-tall 
68,000-pound baseball bat stands outside the museum of what famous Kentucky sporting equipment brand? The Louisville Slugger. Uh, oh, shit, wrong one. <laughs> this guy just wants me to be wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just like pressing any old button. JC never wants me to be right. <laughs> How dare you be right. Mother sucker. Okay. <clears throat> what NBA player retired unexpectedly on November 7th, 1991? Was it Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson? One more time. Uh, I, I, didn't miss, I missed the first part. What NBA player retired unexpectedly on November 7th, oh. 1991? I know this one. 1991? Yep. Oh, Michael Jordan. Final answer? Yeah, final answer. Michael Jordan for 100. Oh, no, 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 no. Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He didn't, when Jordan didn't retire until 93. Yeah, because he, uh, Magic Johnson, it won't let me pick it. Yeah. What the? Yeah, that was right. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I Yeah, that was my own fault. It okay. was definitely MJ. About one, okay, there's an NFL one. The home stadium for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as the collegiate Pittsburgh Panthers located on Art Rooney Avenue is named after what food processing conglomerate with regional origins? Uh, Like Hershey Chocolate? Kind of like that, but that's not it. Oh. Named after founder Henry, they are known for their many varieties of food products. Uh, Henry Hines. All right. <laughs> I knew Hershey's and Hines come from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yep. Nice. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Hines Field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Which player did the Lakers draft twice? Was it Magic Johnson? Jerry West, Kobe Bryant, Elgin Baylor. Drafted twice? Twice. I don't know this one. Um, mm. Magic Johnson was one. I don't think he was drafted twice. I don't think Kobe was. Mm. The other two were who? Uh, Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Let's go with Jerry West. Jerry West for 400. Then it's Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. Yep. Probably a two-sport star, I'd think. Maybe so, yeah. Because um, uh, Kobe wasn't even drafted by the Lakers. He was drafted by the Hornets and got traded to the Lakers on draft night. And now you know the rest of the story. One more each? One more each. Okay. In which combat sport... <clears throat> excuse me. In which combat sport that takes space in the... Doyo is salt traditionally used as part of a purification ritual before a match. Uh, Muay Thai. Ow. It's it's some kind of uh, MMA. Kickboxing. Kickboxing. No. I can think of it as like Tom Poe. Well, if you think a couple more characters... On that movie, you might get it, because there was a guy who did that. 
Oh, you're talking about blood sport? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking kickboxing. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, karate. No. Judo. Sumo wrestling. Uh, it finally hit me after I was saying all that. Remember when they go in there yeah. and, they, and they slap themselves up a little bit? Yeah. Slap up their moobies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One more for me, huh? Perk up the old moobs. <laughs> uh, don't be looking at his moobies. <laughs> Are you staring at my moobs? <laughs> Which first-round draft pick refused to play for the Milwaukee Bucks? Was it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Cassius Clay? <laughs> what? Magic Johnson. Or no, no, it wasn't Cassius Clay. It was Luau Cinder. So your choices are Luau Cinder, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Julius Irving. Dr. J. Dr. J for 200 you knew that one? Yeah. I didn't know that one. Milwaukee. I can't remember why, but I remember hearing something like that. They probably didn't want to go to Milwaukee and, what is it, cleanse himself in the waters of Lake Winnetonka. Min- Min- <laughs> <laughs> this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> Game blouses. <clears throat> that was good. That was a good one, yeah, yeah. I think I got a lot more right than I I should have, but yeah, I, I was kind of I was kind of surprised I got some of those right. Like I even like vaguely knew. Oh, sorry, stepping on your cord on your tail. Uh, we got a special guest in the house tonight, Mister Oreo Schmorio, my Shih Tzu dog. Wanted so to come out dogging around by our feet. Looks like you got a fresh cut. Yeah, got a fresh cut. I think last week. He's looking all fresh for the honeys, the neighborhood, the neighbor, the neighborhood female dogs in heat, the neighborhood beaches. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah, that's what they are. Are you scared? This dog's scared of his own shadow. Yeah, he's pretty sketched out. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, you ready, man? You feeling um, warmed up? Yeah, I'm ready as will ever be. All right, let's do this then. So. DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that B? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Mike Tyson. It? It's Iron Mike. Oh, this nice, 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 very nice. So we're talking about practice. Is that what we're doing? We're talking about practice. Did you see? Not that? a game. Just <laughs> <No, I'm> kidding. <laughs> what the hell? That Kevin Hart? They got him on that commercial. Him and Steph Curry and uh, AI. Oh yeah, yeah. What are they talking about? Uh, They're talking about practice. <laughs> something about saving money or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, they played off of that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> not a game. Not a, not the game that I love. We talking about practice. Is that what we're doing? No, my favorite one off I mean that that was classic. I remember watching it and just laughing my head off. And then <clears throat> uh, a few years ago, about four or five years ago, ESPN did a 
parody of it with Santa Claus. And he's like, we're talking about presents. <laughs> we got a rematch of the Western Conference Finals on Christmas Day. And we're in here talking about presents. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? And it's Santa Claus. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cracks me up. I got it saved. Nice. I go and watch it every Christmas. It's funny. <clears throat> but anyway, it's not Christmas right now. It's actually spring. And along with spring comes a season that I've, I like to call relapse season. Uh, because over the course of my walking the red road, I've seen a lot of individuals go back out during this time. And my last relapse was actually during this time. Um, and so for me, I got to be like guards are up. You know, I got to make sure I'm good mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually during this time because it's relapse season. <clears throat> uh, and a lot of our, a lot of you guys out there know that I, I mean, I talk about it a lot. White Eagle Talking Circles launched those with uh, Belling's First Church here on March 10th, 2016. They're still going strong today. Uh, got a good crew in there running talking circles, helping each other out for the people. Uh, but in that initial involvement in that in the first five, six years of that running, um, attendance, man, as soon as it got nice, days, daylight's a little bit longer, man, attendance, boom, went down hard. And we were, you know, we went from whatever, 15, averaging 15, 20 people, a talking circle. As soon as it got nice, man, we dropped to like five or six people showing up consistently. Um, sometimes it wasn't the same five or six people, but uh, attendance does go way down. And that's true for um, AA, NA, other self-help groups. Uh, attendance goes way down. Attendance goes down in the spring, and to me, it's like okay. I mean, I could see, I could see the the appeal of wanting to be outside, you know, or not wanting to go from your house, your indoors, and then travel across town to go back inside somewhere. Um, I could see that aspect, but I mean, to me, how important is your recovery? Like, how important is it? How, what priority does your recovery take in your life if you're not willing to go to continue to go to your meetings? Um, so then there's that slippery slope. Uh, do you have anything so far? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you, you, got, you brought up a huge, huge, huge point. Like, how, how important is your recovery? Because that's got to be the number one thing. Yeah. Above all. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, for us, this is life and death. For real. And, you know, I know there's a lot of other um, BS that comes with it, you know, because of things we've done or, you know, um, our past actions and the way we treated people and things like that. But at the end of the day, really, it comes down to life and death. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so, like, am I going to put it for, am I willing, am I absolutely willing to do whatever it takes or am i gonna try to you know like we always say half-ass it you know yeah 
trying to put only one cheek in. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and you can't. I mean, it just does not work. I've never seen anybody say, oh, maybe I'll go to a meeting or oh, maybe I'll try it or oh, maybe I'll, you know, I won't. The people I've seen that are successful listening to their stories, the one thing I got out of all of that was like they were absolutely willing, willing mm. to do whatever it took. <clears throat> even though it's hard, even though it was scary, even though it was, you know, um, different or whatever, but they they still went through with it. And and for me, like, man, the this this time of year, like I was born, I mean, my birthday's next week. I yeah. was born in this time, you know, spring kind of springtime, maybe late spring. Uh-huh. So I always get this, you know, really, especially when I go out to prior because everything turns green. Oh, there's yeah. that smell, mm. that smell of that mm. grass, that wild grass and stuff. Yeah. And I used to love that. I still do. Oh, I yeah. I still love that. Uh, so, you know, I, I get it like you get this spring fever and you, you, we've been inside all winter. And um, I think it's it's easy to forget like when you're feeling that that um all that positivity and those endorphins are kicking in and you're like yeah. yeah you know what would make this even better is a couple of drinks you know i'm all right i did good all winter you know I'm, yeah, yeah i'm yeah. cool yep. and so like i deserve it i deserve it you know and it gets a perfect time i mean sun's out and got our fishing poles and we're gonna go you know yeah but that is just so romanticized and not even close to what the end game is yeah because like uh, we when we listened to Randy's take too, I think I said it on there. Um, it might start out that way. It might start out a little bit fun, but twenty four hours later, I'm gonna be just right back in that gutter again. Yeah, just kind of right back into that mentality. You're like, oh, I'll go get some more, or <clears throat> back into that manipulation. Because you know, one's not enough. I don't one is too many thousands not enough. Exactly. Oh, yeah, because I <clears throat> I just recently shared my story, um, and I was talking about how <clears throat> I was depressed uh, before. I was depressed, and I wasn't practicing healthy coping skills. I was actually just suppressing a lot of feelings because I. <clears throat> A lot of death around me, so I was grieving. And then my marriage was headed for divorce, then got divorced. And then, like, I was just in that state where I was just like, man, I, like, I was depressed and I couldn't even, like, the thought was, I couldn't even remember the last time I had a genuine laugh or when I was genuinely happy. And that's how I thought for a while, maybe a week or two. And then I was like, the next, then the thought came in, like, slam a pint. If I snap a pint, I'll feel better. All this will go away. <clears throat> and then finally convinced myself to, yeah, uh, vodka ruins my life. So this time I'm just going to drink beer. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll fix it. Yeah. And I convinced myself of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was dead serious yeah. with myself <laughs> that I was not going to drink any hard stuff. And that I was just going to continue my life and just drink beer. And that's how the first night went. Uh, but within a couple of days, I was buying a liter of vodka. And not even like 
you know, some top shelf stuff, I went right back to the cheap stuff, like right away. Like even if you could afford the good stuff, you yeah. still went to that, yeah. I mean, I went and bought like an $8 bottle of vodka and started buying those every day. And then within two weeks, I was back to my $8 half of G's. <laughs> you know, I, that, I, I was not to get sidetracked or no, anything, no, no. but um, I, I think our, our bodies, like maybe even our subconscious minds know that because like that cheap stuff, it seems like it has more of a like that intoxicating effect. Yeah. But I think we like we kind of on some level we know that as as alcoholics, mm. and so because I did the same thing. Like even when I had the money, I would go buy cheap stuff. Yeah, like I get cheap malt liquor. Yeah, two elevens and, yeah, and steels and, and stuff. Well, I like the Colt forty fives. Oh yeah, you know. Well, I convinced myself I liked them. <laughs> yeah, but thinking back now, I know those things taste like shit. Oh, terrible, terrible. But I, in in the moment, I thought, yeah, this is living. But anyway, yeah, like even though I had the means to go and get something that was quote unquote a little bit more classier or whatever, uh, more socially acceptable, more, yeah, more socially acceptable. I still went after the cheap stuff because yeah. I knew, I think on some level, I knew that that it had the effect that I was going for. Oh, for sure, man. And I, like, I would go. I remember walking into like the liquor stores and like when I was in my relapse and see the Grey Goose. You know, it was like thirty but thirty dollars for a liter or whatever it was at the time. It was expensive, you know. And I was just like, man, I could get three half of G's for that price. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna buy two half of G's. That might be the you other. Yeah, that might be the other part of it too. Is like going for qual- quantity, not quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I know. Um, but I, what led me to kind of think about that was I remember one time we were, uh, we were drinking and we started out with. Like uh, Jose Cuervo, mm. and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, tequila, you know, really messes me up." But like uh. that Jose Cuervo, it did, I mean, it got I got drunk, yeah, but I wasn't just like hammered. Mm. And we started running out of money, but we still wanted to make our. I think we were making margaritas at the time, yeah. So we found a cheap bottle of yeah. tequila, mm-hmm. and we tried that, and we barely. I don't even think we finished it, man. And I was hammered, yeah. Like I don't think I've ever. I mean, there's been a few times when I've been really, really drunk. But the thing was, is I was just wasted, but I remember it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my could not function. I was crawling around in the parking lot outside the apartment <laughs> building, trying to make it to the front door. Like, I couldn't function. Yeah, yeah, And so I think there's something to be said about, man, messing with that cheap stuff, because it, it, I don't know what it is. Like, it just has Yeah, it's probably not as filtered. There's probably some other, like, harmful stuff in there that really messes us up. And then, too, like, when you're talking about that, like, in that... <clears throat> in that realm with others that are in that realm as well. It's funny, but that's not normal. I mean, that's not how you're supposed to conduct yourself. You're not supposed to get all jacked, messed up and like crawl around in a parking lot. Like that's not normal. It's not, it's not normal at all. And what's crazy is that like, again, on some, on some level, like that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you want to get just out of it. Tore up from the floor up exactly. was the terminology. Exactly. And I remember uh, my girlfriend at the time, she was stuck in the bathroom. She couldn't get up. She couldn't get up. She went, I think she went in there to throw up, and then she couldn't get up from there. Dang. And I was stuck outside because I couldn't stand up, and I was trying to crawl towards the front door. Yeah. And uh, her brother was in the living room, and he, Ugh. smart, he parked himself on the couch, but I don't think he could get up. <laughs> Dang. 
And so, yeah, that, that, I can't even remember the name of that stuff, that cheap tequila that we got that time. And it just, just wrecked us. Dang, didn't make your clothes fall off though, did it? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) You said I was wearing clothes to begin with. (laughs) It's not a party till your clothes come off. (laughs) It's JC's motto. (laughs) Uh I used to be, used to be. He's like, this party's lame. Everybody got their clothes What on. if that was still your motto now and now you're sober? <laughs> Take off your shirt for your thing. Now go. it's a party. Yeah. <laughs> you're at Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> at your uh, nephew's birthday party. You're at some call-ass birthday, 80th <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> how much is he have to drink? He's been sober for 10 years. It's just how he parties. <laughs> He's an animal. You're an animal, JC. You're an animal. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, just like that. It's just so crazy to me. Like, um, one thing, like JC was talking about, he had a dream. Is it right if I share your dream? Oh, you yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Like, using dream. Using dream, but I was in it. Um, and it's very appropriate that he told me because that's how, that's a cultural thing. Like when you have a dream and it's somebody and it's like not so good of a dream, like you're supposed to go tell that person to kind of break that, whatever, that curse that is like a warning. So that's protocol. So I appreciate that you shared that with me because um, whatever, you know, was coming against me, you know, that was like you got a warning through that dream. Because uh, like with our culture, with our tribe, like if I dream about somebody passing away or somebody getting hurt, it's my duty to go tell them. And then they go about the proper process to get prayed for or do their prayers and come against that negativity, that evil, if you would say. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's just how it goes. And I, in using dreams, is like, <clears throat> I use it as a warning, man, because I could easily go back out. And as we're talking about relapse, you know, I, uh, I don't, I don't want to like come off as like, oh, it's beneath me, it's below me, because it's not. Well, exactly. It is not. Like I got like I'm I'm making sure that because I'm in my winter season right now until September 9th of this year. Um according to like the medicine wheel teachings. And so I've been on guard ever since September 9th of 22. I just been on guard. I've been, things are heavier. Things are harder. And there are certain things that I've, that I've put into play, you know, kind of more prayer every day, prayer throughout the day, like more focus on that. And my accountability, people checking in with them more periodically, um, I'm not so sporadic like I was um, in the prior seasons. <clears throat> but because that relapse is not beneath me. Uh, I heard a story of one of my mentors that, you know, really came along, kind of schooled me. Um, native gentleman. He'd been, you know, walking the red road longer than I've been alive. And he talked about him and his buddy sobering up. Same time in the 70s. Uh, been sober for man, 30 plus years. And something happened in his family. 
and he drank over it. And within six, seven months, he drank himself to death. Mm. And that first beer he drank, he was tore up from the floor up. One beer. After 30 years of being sober. 30 plus years. Something traumatic happened within his family, and he drank over it. Drank that first beer, and he was messed up. And he stayed messed up until he died. Seven months later, six, seven months later. And I was just like, whoa. That that scared the crap out of me. Because it's not a game. Like JC said, man, this ain't no game. Because, like, I mean, I quit, like I said, a hundred times before this. And I'd be good, you know, whatever, it's 30 days, three months, six months, sometimes a year. But then I always went back out. I always had in the back of my head, oh, I'm still young, you know, I can go party around for a little bit more, go drink around for a little bit more. Um, but that, <clears throat> that, that, that mentality has left me. I can't have that mentality. Because it is, man, it's just like, it's scary. That, <clears throat> yeah, listening to that, it was like, I mean, it really, really drives that point home. And let me know, like when I was telling you about my using dream, and I, hey man, I had a real wicked uh, using dream, and you were there, <laughs> like, uh, like you yeah. knew. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you were there. You were there. I was like, oh yeah. <coughs> I, I even said that. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> but remember, I was telling you part of what I told myself in that dream was, oh man, I already started drinking, yeah. and I got ten dollars in my pocket. Might as well just go get tore up. Let's yeah. Go because I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. And I said that in my dream, so I think, you know, that's in there on some level. Oh, it's like, it is. Yep. It's in there. Oh, it is. Yep. Like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I don't like, I mean, I get the idea of, you know, people having the efforts. Yep. But to me, I think that's just kind of a cop-out because, you know, there are other issues going on. I think that's just kind of a way to simplify it. Oh, I just said effort. No, you made a lot of decisions before that. True. Right? But anyway, like in my, in my, in my dream, I told myself, effort. Yeah. And let's go. So that's there. And yeah. the, but the one thing I will say, like even though I don't like having using dreams, the one thing I will say about it mm-hmm. is like it's it's a second chance without having to take that yes, that risky behavior. Yeah. Right? Like so I can wake up and say, "Oh man, that scared the shit out of me. That that I didn't like that at all." Like, I saw the end game there and I knew what, you know. Man. And so it basically just to have that kind of experience mm-hmm. without having to actually do it. Yeah. It's like a, almost like a second chance. To me, I kind of, I mean, I don't like them, but like to me, it's like a, a how would you say it? Um, kind of a refresher course in how stupid I used to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just a, yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, even when you just said that, man, I felt the anxiety. Yeah. Of that. That anxiety when you wake up, like, oh, that relief. Because, like, in those dreams, for me, I feel the anxiety. Like, oh, I went, oh I'm using, damn it. And I'm like, Shame and guilt, you feel all that, and you wake up with that, and then the relief, like, oh, it's just a dream. Exactly. Oh, like, thank oh, you. Thank you. Oh, gosh, you're that butter dear, man. I was just a dream. And, and there's been a couple of times, like, it took me a few seconds, even after I was awake, to kind of fully snap out of it, and I was still afraid, and like, oh, man, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? And yeah. I realized, oh, shit, you know what? That wasn't real. Yeah. Oh, that was close. That was Woo. too, yeah. So I think, like, to think of it in those terms, man, it, it's like a, 
It's like a smick upside the head from God saying, okay, you know, I don't know. I just want to get you in check real quick. I just want to check you real quick because uh, I don't want you getting some delusions of grandeur and yeah. thinking you can get away with that shit no matter how much time you got. As we heard from Josiah's story, no matter how much time you got, it's like, and we don't get to start over. Like if we quit drinking for 10 years, we don't get to start over like from when we first, first drink. Mm-hmm. And slowly progress again. No, we're right where we right where we left off. Boom. Boom yep. Because like the saying goes, you know, as we're sitting in the rooms and we're working on our recovery, man, our addiction's out there, man. He just ran twenty miles and he's gonna do a thousand push-ups. He's on the ground, pumping, pushing the ground. So that's very real. And <clears throat> I hear some people talk about using dreams like it's beneath them because they're like. I'll bring it up in conversation, you know, whatever, somebody, you know. <clears throat> I was like, oh, do you still have using dreams? And they're like, oh, no, I don't have those anymore. I'm just, I, I got strong recovery. And, like, they use it as a gauge to, like, how strong their recovery is. And I was kind of, I kind of look at them like, huh, that's kind of a weird, weird, weird way to look at them. It's a weird flex, huh? Yeah. I was kind of like, huh. Because I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know too many people that haven't had using dreams, honestly. Yeah. Like, if, if it, something is that big a part of your life, it's bound to, you know, yeah. roll around in there somewhere. Yeah, and, like, <clears throat> the the ones that were like that, I was kind of like, huh, this mother father's a lot here. <laughs> well, you got to be if you're, I mean, if that's how, you, if that's how you're going to take it, like, yeah, I'm above that, and I don't do that anymore. It I was almost like they took offense to me asking them, too. Like, they're like. Oh, no, I don't have those anymore. In the beginning, I used to have those, but not anymore. My recovery strong, you know, talking like that. That, to me, just indicates that you probably have some more work to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like when you, when, you, when you just now explained that and what, how they uh, reacted to your question, it's like, it's almost like you were, they thought you were accusing them. Yeah. And, oh, and but yeah, that's not that's not the case, right? Yeah, like, so like, you have any using dreams? Like, because I have them, you know. It's not like, oh yeah, uh, were you using? Like straight up, are you using? No, yeah, yeah. And then I, th- then that maybe I can see like a little bit of defensive, and even then too, like to take it to that level and act all kind of haughty about it. Yeah, like no man, but I think like, or do you have using dreams? Then to react that way, it just to me says there's still. A lot of work to be done. Yeah. And I, you know, that I'm going, I'm saying that knowing full well that we're never going to be done improving ourselves. Oh, no, no, yeah. This is a, um, definitely but, a journey. But, but there, to me, there's definitely something missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm kind of interested on what the pod God he has to say. You want to dial that up here? Should we cue up the, here we go. Here, this is, uh. Oh, yeah. The pod God he go ahead. Well, Randy's not here. Pod God, he's not here, but we did record his piece Sunday morning uh, before he took off. So this is a little bit of that. And mm-hmm. if I got it so where uh, if he makes a point or he says something that you'd like to comment on, let me know and I can pause it and then play it from where it stopped. Oh, no, just, we'll let it play. And then um, then we'll go. Then I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll give our, I'll give my reflection on whatever. Okay. At the end, we'll just let it flow. This is Randy. Oh, you can take. mute me. Hello, everybody out there in listener land over here for episode 133, the 
special love episode coming in on a Sunday. Oh my God, it's getting real out here. <laughs> Man, no, I just want to thank you guys. Um, <laughs> want to thank the team, Josiah, JC. Um, yeah, no problem for coming in on a Sunday. He wasn't even there recording. I'm in the air right now. I was when you guys spirit. are listening to this. I'm flying home from San Antonio to Billings. That is why I am here recording my piece on relapse season. Otherwise known as spring fever. Ah, little bit, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. But the the topic is on relapse season, and I don't think it really takes a scientist to know why you you know it gets a little bit lighter earlier in the day, gets darker a little bit later at night. You got a lot more daytime. The weather's nice. It's enticing to, you know, sometimes I, I think like for me, uh, when I fantasize about alcohol, like called for, you know, like, like a cold, um, Coors Light dripping down. It looks enticing, but I think it's important that we remember that the end of, at the end of that can, it usually bites us like a snake, but I've seen it in my work. I've seen people um loved ones going out there and, and relapse uh especially with the times that we're in um the interest rates the freaking you know the the the, the current economy the way everything is the way everything's going lately um but yeah and then especially for us as like native americans like for crows necessarily we have junior hand games it's like an opportunity like if we're not so solid in our in our walk of sobriety if we're not really solid in our walk on recovery then it is a little bit easier um to relapse like i said the the weather's a little bit nicer and you know the sun's out a little bit longer but at the same time i feel like it's important that people like us play the tape all the way through as josiah says so that we can prevent things from happening as they come up. I feel like this walk of recovery, a lot of what we do is preparing for days where we're overcome by obstacles. It's like we're going to the gym, like we go to the gym every single day. And, and I believe it was JC or Josiah that says, oh, it's Josiah that says rent is due every day. We have to make that decision like relapse cannot happen. And when we talk about relapse, like none of it happens overnight. We we think about it. Any time that I've ever relapsed in my life, it's something that I've fantasized about. It's something that I knew I probably shouldn't have thought about or, or not even thought about, but like processed correctly so I could deal with how I felt. Um, so it is like like when we're, I don't want to say preparing, but like when we think about relapse, I feel like, like I said, we, we're going to the gym and we're working out. So that when that temptation does come, we're strong enough to either say no or we're strong enough to remove ourselves from whatever situation that we're in uh, to prevent relapse. And that's really all I got. Um, what else? <laughs> Tell us about your using dreams. You want me to jump in? Yeah. I'll help you out. Move yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. 
But um, you know what? I was sitting here waiting for you to come in. I, I was thinking about it, and like today, today the, the way the weather is, it's cool. The sun's out, and I remember thinking, man, that that's perfect. That's and it's like what ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like nine o'clock in the morning. Don't even care about what time it is. That's perfect to start drinking. But then, if it was rainy and shitty, that'd be perfect too. So, you know, it like, really like sound like that in our minds. Yeah, the way we used to think. And and okay, and kind of, and I'll probably touch on this more later on. But you know, like traditionally, um, indigenous people schedule things, especially like in the north, they schedule things. In the springtime and yeah. and, the, and the early before summer starts because that's when you know they were hunkered down all winter, so you like say something like hand games. All right, let's the all change come out. of the season. Let's all come out. Let's you know let's get out of our our lodges. <laughs> yeah, let's and, go. And and so like maybe that part of that mentality kind of getting scared, some fresh air. Yeah, get, you know just getting out of the house. Yeah, because you've been hunkered down all winter, and then you know, and you're feeling kind of froggy, and you want to go. You're like you. You get tired of sleeping, like you know. Like for me, like if I if I have a long weekend and I take a nap and and I'm napping for a real long time, like I get tired of like even being in rest mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like we ha like for me, it's like having to get out there and get a little bit of sun. Um, and I feel like that's it was so easy to relapse on days like today, like you said, because the weather is. Almost perfect, as perfect as it's going to get in places like home, right? Like here, bro, like it's not hot. It's not cold. T-shirt weather with, you know, like a man go, going and trying to enjoy ourselves, but always like for me ending up in a slammer, you know, yeah. um, partying around or, or, or doing whatever. And, and you're absolutely right. Like, man, like especially as crows, like this season is an active season in our social life. Right now we have hand games. We just had juniors this weekend. I think it's two weeks from now. It'll be seniors or is it next week? I don't even know. Um, but they're usually about a week or two apart. And for Crows, man, it's like a big celebration. It's really just a big old reason to party. Um, well, some people will say that. I mean, some people yeah. will use that in a, as an excuse because, like, like what I was seeing, well, powwow season kicked off too, and that's everywhere. Yeah, and, but um, you know, like like back home, we say, "Oh, let's go fishing," but you got to have your beer. Yeah, hey, let's go to the mountains, but we'll take some beer. I Grab mean, a bottle, yeah, a beer in a bottle. Bottle, yeah, you know. But when we and we could do those things without drinking, without. But that's our excuse. Yeah, like all right, so I get to get out. I get to do this. I'm gonna go. You know, enjoy the weather. Blah blah blah. Go hang out with the boys. But. Then there's that catch, right? Like, because we're alcoholics and we're addicts. Yep. Let's take this. We, we we can't enjoy ourselves unless we have this. Yep. And I think can't do anything without this. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's one of those lies that we tell ourselves. And it's crazy because we lie. What is that? Um, what's the word for that when we like euphoric recall? Yeah, when you think about things that you've when been, you only think about like the highs and the good parts of yeah. what happened. And we don't think about, like, the hangovers, the time, like, we're fighting for our lives, the time where we're hurting and broken, the time where we're, like, full of shame, we don't want to face the world, the times, like, I don't know, man, like, I don't know. When I think about relapse, there were so many different reasons I used to give myself 
an excuse to relapse. But it's crazy. Like I would tell people, like I, I'm, I have this desire to stay sober. But in the back of my mind, it was always like, how long can I say no before I actually take a shot? Before I actually give in and drink? It's like something I always knew back there. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's like it was never like. It's like you almost like you, you can say, your mouth will say one thing, but your brain's like, yeah, that's never going to happen because you're already doubting it. You're already kind of white knuckling it. It's like, oh, my God, how long can I hang on? Okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to Like go. even going fishing, right? You uh, know that the boys are drinking. Whoever we're going with, right? Like say, for instance, like I'm going with, you know, whoever. And I already know that they're going to drink. So, but rather than remove myself and say no, I would be like, okay, I'll go. Or, you know. And I won't start with them. Yeah. But once they start having a little bit more fun, then I'm like, okay, like I feel like I'm missing out. So I'm like, okay, like here, let me have some. That's crazy too. Like it just goes back to what you just said, like, you know. All those good times. And, like, that's what we see, right? We see yeah. you see Randy and Josiah. We're all fishing. Those two are drinking. And they're having fun. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm one, two, maybe one or two. Maybe just, you know. Yeah. Then I'll have fun. But then, boom, shoot back to the end. And there's I'm there by myself still drinking five days later. Nobody's answering my phone calls. Yeah. And, and, and family's pissed off at you. Yeah. Lost all that trust that you built up, like, and when I think about it, like, man, it's really not worth it. I think, like, even in my line of work, because I see so many people, like, work so hard, especially during the fall and the winter time. like, it's a freaking emergency. We're without shelter. We're without, like, we're without all these resources, and we fight so hard to get a, a little bit of sobriety or even get off on the right foot. And then we get a job. We get a place to stay. And then we start thinking about what we don't have. You know, like we're thankful. Like for me, it's like a different scenario. It's like I'm thankful. I'm grateful to be sober. I'm grateful to have a place to keep my head. But then after about two weeks, that gratefulness wears off and I start thinking about what I don't have. And it's often what I don't have that I pursue that will get me in trouble. You know, it's like okay, I, I'm I'm all, I'm all right now, but I need a little bit of excitement. I did good all winter. I'll just treat myself and just buy white claws or or whatever the case may be. It's like that's how I lie to myself. Oh, I'm only going to drink a Corona. Um, Basically minimizing yeah. what it is that you're going to do. And you know, for me, like I think, like towards the end of my drinking, it was like Coors Light. We would, you know, go to this place called Parkman and get a ice cold. And, but if you thought about it, like beer never, like it don't ever have a good taste. No. Like I, on it, like, you know, like when you think about soda, like for me, it's like, man, I'm looking forward to an ice cold Pepsi. I'm looking forward to an ice cold Mountain Dew, uh, Fountain Pop, like. Gatorade, like, we have all these different, like, choices of drinks that we look forward to for tasting good. Like a sparkling water? Yeah, like a freaking nice cold sparkling water that right before freezing point, like, when the top starts freezing, but the body of water is, like, ice cold, like, probably about five more minutes, like, the whole thing will be frozen. 
like that. Like those drinks are freaking amazing. But when I think about alcohol, I can honestly say I have never tasted alcohol that I've liked. I I can definitely relate to that because, I mean, to be honest, um, I drink malt liquor a lot. Yeah. Just because it's got a little more kick. Yeah. That shit's nasty. And, it, and I used to say, oh, man, this is... You know, just whatever, say all kinds yeah. of things to, to talk it up and say, this is what I like, and this is the best flavor, and blah, 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 and that shit's gross. And then now you smell somebody that has a little bit of alcohol in their breath, and it's like, wow, like, I used to smell like that, like... All the time. And vodka's gross, too. Yeah! <laughs> it's just gross. Bro, like... And then just sit there and try to drink it like water and say, oh, man, this is great, and, you know, I'm having the best time of my life, and... No... It's like being at Crow Fair, and it's like, man, it's our New Year's as crows, and everybody's celebrating, and then here comes Randy, and he's hungover, and he can't even enjoy the nice weather out there, you know? Trying to sit there and watch the parade all miserable? Yeah, all miserable, or either, like... Still sipping? Yeah, still sipping, and you don't go... Like, for me, like, I never went from... Like, when I was trying to taper off and cure my hangover, I never, ever actually got there. I would actually get, like, either too drunk... Or I would just go from being real sick to, like, not remembering anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was never this, like, gray area. It was always what I would say curing my hangover, but I'd be buzzed. You know what I mean? Half shot. And then take a few drinks. And we know it don't take much to get us going again. And before you know it, like, I went from curing my hangover to being blank stage again. And But this time it's 11 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, like, my day would, would extend, and I never thought about that stuff. Like, even like Crow Fair, like, I never thought about, like, being miserable out there. It's always like, okay, what about those blue mountains? Like, man, that, you know, like, I, I lie to myself. And I'll be honest, like, even talking about this right now, like, it, it, it makes me fantasize. But I have to realize, like, man, that's a lie. Feel, our feelings lie to us so much. How we feel about certain things, how we feel about <laughs> certain choices. But, man, at the end of the day, I feel like, especially this time, like springtime, this is a time to, to like, dig even deeper in our decision and solidify our stance on living a life in recovery rather than lying to ourselves about this addiction that we're battling. Because at the end of the day, man, one wrong choice for me, like, if I chose to go drink today, I guarantee I would either get in trouble or I would lose my life. Because I don't have that, you know, it's kind of like, I don't have that happy medium. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have to tell myself that every single day. Like, I don't want to die because of making the wrong choice today. I don't want to die today because I thought it would be a good idea to grab something to drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because at the end of the day, like, sorry to be so heavy, but that's really what it is. It really is life or death. A lot of us are in life or death situations, but we faced it for so long that we don't realize the hurt that we'll be putting ourselves 
but also our loved ones do by the choices that we make. That's why it's important in relapse season to dig deeper into the ground, dig deeper in our foundation. Like, man, rely on the foundation that we built. Rely on that support system. Rely on your spiritual support system. Rely, like, on people that you can confide in. Rely on somebody that you can trust. Like, rely. Like, right now is not a time to isolate yourself, but now is a time to use every resource available, especially if we're in a place where we're white-knuckling our sobriety. Like, we have to learn how to fight for our sobriety the same way that we fight for our addiction. Man, we're willing to go to the end of the earth, and we're willing to fight, man, our closest loved ones because of our addiction. But let's be willing to fight for our recovery the same way that we fight for addiction. Man, I wasn't even trying to preach today. Ah uh, ah uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you guys, man, for episode 133. Thank you, JC, for being so gracious, coming in here and hanging out with me. Love you guys, man. I never would have thought like we would be on episode 133 today. Mm. But I'm looking forward to being back in the studio this week. Love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. That's my take on relapse season. Uh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for coming in and <laughs> recording that piece and to your favorite Indian for facilitating that. That was good. Um <clears throat> and as we're talking and then hearing that piece from Randy, I think we'll shift the discussion to like some solutions. Some solutions. Um, no, I really like what you guys are talking about there, and um, it's totally different from what I mean, a different perspective from our discussion that we had prior to that. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think you did. You made us go in that direction. No, I was kidding. <laughs> mm, I'm good. I'm good at pointing. <laughs> He's pointing with his lips. Hey, we? That's too far. That we. Oh, just wait a little bit. <laughs> right there. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> as we're talking about relapse season, um, and then Randy touched on it there, you know, and that's what I wanted to go to after this, after his piece, and he was touching, and then he touched on it, was that, well, what are the solutions? What what are, how do we combat the relapse season? How do we come against those things? And <clears throat> one huge thing that really helps me, that helped me, and it does help me, and even now, is that <clears throat> we get triggered still. Uh, if you deny that you get triggered, then you're a mother effing liar. And you're full of shit. Yeah, you're full of shit. Because um, <clears throat> even now, I get triggered, but uh, early on, I played the tape. That was one thing that my sponsor, you know, rest his soul, Chad Newbreast, drilled into me. Uh, one of my initial sponsors uh, <clears throat> yeah, R.I.P. Chad Newbreast, and he's like, play the play the tape to the bitter end, play the tape all the way through to the bitter end. That's what he'd tell me, you know. And like, don't just think about the fun you're gonna have that night, like what we're talking about here, that relapse, you know, that that initial fun you're gonna have, you know, either at the bar or out fishing or <clears throat> day drinking, you know, it's fun. It definitely is fun, you know, because you feel great. You're drinking. 
Uh, the effects of alcohol make you feel great. And <clears throat> it's something that I loved for a long time in my life, first 32 years of my life. But where does that take me? Where does that take me? It takes me to a place where I've isolated myself from everyone that loves and cares about me. And I'm in an apartment all by myself, empty half a gallons of vodka all over the place on the floor. And I don't care about anything else other than getting my next fix, my next vodka, my next beer, my next 30 pack. And I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless and I don't, I don't, I have no aspirations to better myself. I don't, that's all I want to do is just drink. And it's a dark and lonely place. You know, I've said it before that where alcohol, my alcohol use takes me is a place that's very dark and to the point where I don't want to live anymore. But I'm not willing to pull the trigger. But I am willing to drink a half a gallon of vodka every day. And that's where my vodka takes me. And it's a scary place that I do not want to return back to. So when I am triggered now and I have that euphoric recall or I start romanticizing about fantasizing about my use and how much fun it was and blah, 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 I have to take it all the way to there. Summer 2015, um, July, August, you know, it's just ready to die. And um, that's where I got to go with it because that's where it takes me. And then that automatically, you know, just all that uh, lure of the use goes away. And I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't want that. Nope, not today. Not today, Satan. Um, what are some solutions or tricks up your sleeve you got there, favorite Indian? I I always did like that one. I mean, I before I even heard you say that, uh, play the tape all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, it was something I I just didn't have a name for it, but it was something that I did. Mm. And now it's like when I start, you know, having those delusions is what they are for me. Yeah. When I start doing that, um, it almost immediately goes to the end. Like, mm-hmm. like it, I don't have to watch the whole tape because it just goes from. Oh yeah, this is gonna be fun too. This is this is what this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like almost instantaneous. Like I don't even get to have the fun in between. It's like it just goes straight to the negativity. And so I think that's that's a really really good one. Um, I mean, there and there's a million things that we can do. Uh, I obviously you want to get a hold if you if you're really having those things, you want to get a hold of somebody you trust and somebody who, um, has you know walks with you. Uh, maybe a sponsor or somebody you know from the meetings or whatever, whoever, you, you know, your sober buddy, get a hold of them and say, hey, then be honest. Like, you, First of all, you have to be honest with yourself, right? If we're not honest with ourselves, then it, it's so easy to get caught up in that trap. Yeah. But to be honest and just tell somebody, say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, and I and I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Can you mm. help me out? Because they'll put you in check right away if you got a good person on your side. Oh, so. And, uh, you know, so to reach out to somebody, anybody that will hold you accountable um, or help you hold yourself accountable Mm. uh, to do that. And then, you know, 
Um, like, you know, to have these, uh, um, options, like, you know, there, there's so many things that we enjoy doing. Like, you know, I, I was talking about fishing and, and going out with the boys and doing this and that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as, you know, nobody, nobody, nobody can be around you that's using it all. Like, that's just not an option. You can't hang around with somebody who's using it and, and expect to, you know, not be affected by that. So, you know, but to go out with people that are, you know, um, sober and, and want to enjoy themselves in, in a healthy way, yeah, go do that or go do things that you enjoy. Like it, there, it is a beautiful day out there. It is a beautiful time of the year. It is made for us to go out as human beings and experience, you know, God's creation, especially when it's, you know, warm and, and, and there's all kinds of stuff to do. But, you know, to tell, to tell myself that, man, I can do all this and I don't have to drink. Like you always say, I don't, you know, the language that we use, I get to do anything I want sober. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get to do that. Yeah. And then it kind of takes some of that, you know, like, oh, man, I have, I can go out, but I have to not drink or I have to stay sober. No, I get to. Yeah. I get to go out golfing and I don't have to touch a drop. I can take my sparkling water, make sure it's ice cold, go around. And look for my balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Because, you know, I'm yeah. not that great a shot. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was setting them up. You knock them down. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, go do out Go out and do things that you enjoy. Yes. Right? Like, And I know what else would, would be a good idea is to to figure out why you enjoy them. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I enjoy going out to golf because, I mean, I'm not that great at it, but because it's fun. Yeah. I like, you know, every once in a while you'll get, you'll hit a good shot and it's like, yeah, exciting. And you want to do it again. You want to do it again. And, you know, it's fun. I enjoy it. I get to go out and, you know, smell the grass and, you know, kind of clear my head and, you know, mm -hmm. just enjoy being outside. And I get to do that sober. Yeah. Um, you know, we play ball sometimes on the weekends. Yeah. That's fun too. I mean, I couldn't do that if I was drinking. Yeah. I mean, I get to go out there and enjoy it and man, just get completely gassed oh yeah, yeah like when when we're done i'm just tired bro yeah i like that feeling <clears throat> and so and that in itself like to some people that might sound crazy why would you why would you enjoy that but it, there is something about it that like i like that feeling of like mm -hmm. man we had a good game you know it, it was fun yeah hit some cool shots you know saw some cool moves from the other dudes you know and to enjoy that and be clear-headed and that's what I will tell myself. Like, I can be clear-headed. I can enjoy this for what it is, mm -hmm. no matter what it is you're doing. Yeah. And then, you know, and, hey, here's a bonus. I don't have to be sick, sober, and sorry later. Yep, definitely. <clears throat> and so to put that on there like that, and, and that's, that's definitely. And then, of course, you know, the old standbys, the, the, the obvious ones, go to meetings, mm -hmm. um, maybe do some service work. Yep. Uh, get outside yourself and maybe volunteer or help somebody. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there's just a, there, like I said it before, like there's a million ways to succeed, but there's only one way to fail and that's to use. Yep, definitely. <clears throat> and, you know, to relapse is to quit. It's to give up. Now, I was thinking about this lately. <clears throat> I was like, because... One of the things that drives me, one of the things that 
pushes me in my recovery is like, okay, I know what it is to give up because I gave up a lot, you know, and um, <clears throat> so my challenge to myself was, okay, I want to see what it's like not to give up. You know, I heard someone say that in their speaker meeting, and I was like, oh, I love that. I'm going to adopt that. And so I did. <clears throat> and as I was thinking about that recently, within the past couple of weeks, I was like, man, that give up was strong in me. You know, I gave up on a lot of things, um, just in life in general. I quit, gave up on things, gave up on dreams, gave up on hopes. So in this recovery, in walking the red road, um, I've, what, I, what I've been doing, um, something that I guess I wasn't shooting for, I guess I, I guess I was shooting for seeing what it's like not to give up. But also it strengthened my not giving up muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, like that give up muscle is strong. Um, it's still strong today, uh, but not as strong. But my not giving up muscle, if you will, is a lot stronger. And so life happens. You know, life throws you curveballs. I uh, get, <clears throat> get distraught. You know, like when my dad passed away two years ago. There was like a week or so, I think I talked I talked about it on here where I was kind of like, man, what am I going to do? That was like my constant thought. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? That was just like the lingering thought in my head. I couldn't really think, what am I going to do? And I was kind of like on autopilot. <clears throat> then I was like, oh, shoot, what am I? I walked the red road. Walking the red road, you know, is being in community. Like you said, service work, accountability, transparency. And one thing <clears throat> I encourage every all our listeners to do, whether you're walking the red road or not, is to journal. Mm. It's such a great tool to have in your arsenal in life. You know, just sitting down with pen and paper, setting aside time every week or every day, um, and just writing. Uh, and I find... Sometimes, you know, I was like, God, this is dumb. Why am I doing this journaling stupid? Like, I'm writing this all down. And then as I'm writing like this, then it comes out. Then like, oh, yeah, so-and-so said this or so-and-so said this. And, man, it just really ticked me off. And I just really don't appreciate this kind of behavior and this, how it made me feel. And, man, I just really felt like going on a rampage. And then I got a whole page filled up. With just expressing myself in a safe space. And then when I'm done, I'm like, oh, that was good. Then I look forward to the next time, you know, whatever, whether it's the next day or next week. Then I sit down and I journal, write about everything. And with journaling, it's awesome, too. You can cuss people out. <laughs> you can make that whole journal entry, like, just a cussing out somebody, telling them off. But it's in a safe space. And then nobody's hurt. You're able to get that out. Because one of the leading things for me in my relapse was not telling anybody and suppressing everything. So like my last relapse, I wasn't, like I wasn't plugged in. I wasn't accountable. I wasn't staying transparent with my, I didn't have any accountability people. I had a sponsor, called him when I felt like it, met up with him when, I, when it was convenient for me. 
That wasn't a priority. And so when shit started hitting the fan in my life, I just started suppressing, suppress, suppress, kept it in, kept it in, kept it in, kept it in, kept it in. And that that's what led to my relapse was I, I didn't I didn't have a venue to get stuff out. You know, I was I was playing the part. I was still going to meetings occasionally. And what I was actually doing was <clears throat> I was just going to meetings to keep the baby mamas off my back. Uh, I'd like sit there and take a selfie of myself sitting there with my coffee and send it to them. It's like I'm in a meeting. And then if I got called on, I shared, but I wouldn't share. I'd just sit there at the A meeting. And if it did, it did get called on or if I did share, it was just like saying what I felt like everybody wanted to hear. Talking about the struggle. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was manipulating myself ultimately, and then which would let, and I, would, I wasn't expressing myself. Um, so if you're feeling triggered and you feel like there's a relapse coming, um, you ultimately relapse in your behavior get into that manipulation you get into that <clears throat> the maladaptive behavior like we covered was that last week two weeks ago mm, a couple weeks ago oh yeah two two episodes ago that you start acting out you start operating in that maladaptive behavior way before you actually pick up and start using again so like me i was lying to my baby mama saying i was going to meetings um, and even when I started drinking again, I still went to meetings, but I get messed up after them and I do the same thing. I'd be at the meeting, take a selfie picture of myself, send it to my baby mamas, but I was drinking afterwards. I had a bottle ready to go in the truck, take a blast as soon as I got outside. So and that was just like, <clears throat> that highlighted for me like that I was you know, operating relapsed uh, behavioral already mentally relapsed. I was already there. It was just a matter of time before I picked up again. Anything? No, no. I'm just sitting here listening to you. That that's good stuff. I mean, all of that was really awesome. Um. You know, I, I really don't have anything to add to that because it's what you said was true. Uh, I think, I, and it just goes back to, you know, I remember that it reminds me of that uh, that quote that I shared because I, re- I was reading those um, sobriety quotes and, and and the one that really punched me in the gut was uh, recovery isn't for people who need it; it's for people who want it. Mm. And that one just kind of, boom, I was like, wow. Because when I really thought about that, you know, I could go outside this door and find you 20 people just maybe within the four-block radius of people who need recovery. Yeah. But I don't can't tell you how many of them really want it. True. I'm sure some of them, a lot of them, maybe even most of them would wish it would happen. But yep. you can wish in one hand and you can shit in the other and see what one, which which hand fills up first. Yeah. But 
to hear it put like that, it's for people who, it's not for people who need it, it's for people who want it. And it just goes back down to what are you willing to do? If you want something bad enough, what are you willing to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and to be honest with yourself, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, I can, I could probably fool you a couple of times. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and presume I'm smart enough to fool you all the time. Yeah. Because you're a smart man, too. Mm-hmm. And besides that, you already know all the BS I'd probably say anyway because <laughs> hello, I would say it too. Hello, yeah, exactly. Like we're, we're we got a master's in BS, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do that to myself. I mean, I could, and we have, and we've let it go. But on some level, like especially now that I know what I know, yeah, it's just too hard to do that. No, like I'll know. Like okay, I can. Oh, I can go out and have a drink or, you know, I could probably sneak a couple. <laughs> Nobody's going to know and I'll get away with it and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I'll know. Yeah, you'll know. I'll know. And then that's just going to lead to, if I, if, I, if, I, if I don't address it right away, it's just going to lead to more negativity. Yeah. Like it'll snowball. Mm-hmm. So to be honest with it and be, you know, people say brutally honest. I don't like that because you don't, you can be honest and not have to be brutal about it. Just be honest with yourself, with yourself first. Like, hey, if I go out and drink, or maybe, you know, you start with, man, I feel like I can go out and use, and and, and everything will be okay. No, wait a minute. If I do that, this is going to happen. Yep. And then you turn around and say, hey, you know what, Josiah? I just had this thought, and this is what it is, and you probably say the same thing. No, if you do that, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So to be honest with yourself and then share that with somebody else so you don't have to really, like that's part of the beauty of this circle is that you don't have to bear the that, that burden alone because there are people out there who will help you, help you. They can't do anything for you. You can't be forced to do anything. Mm-hmm. You have to make that choice for yourself. Yeah. Every individual has to do that. mm and you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be willing. You just have got to be willing. Even if it's scary, even if it's like you don't know, or even if you're like, man, I can't. All you need, you know, that, that whole um, uh, faith the size of a mustard seed. Yep. To me, the way I think of it, that's the strongest kind of faith. Yeah. Because you got this little tiny seed of faith surrounded by self-doubt, surrounded by self-hate, surrounded by fear, surrounded by all the deception that we use to continue our use. It's all surrounding this little <laughs> tiny seed and yet you put if you put one you have the faith to put one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 an amazing thing. Yep. That that little tiny seed and then you and then you're like okay, all right. I, mean, I took one step. No, no, no. Let me put this foot in front of this one. Boom, mm-hmm. and then boom, and, you, and then that's all it takes. As long as you are moving forward, you are still moving. Yep, definitely. And that's the whole like premise for a lot of self help groups that <clears throat> progress, not perfection. Um, and even in AA, it's more like spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. But I really like that term, progress, not perfection. And there's another thing, another cliche. That you brought up <clears throat> that I really like is that, you know, if you're serious about something, you're going to find a way. If you're not serious, you're going to find excuses. Mm-hmm. And for 
a lot of years of my life, I just found excuses, and that was that give up. That was that give up in me that I just let ride all the time. But today, find a way. Find a way. Find that good way. In that way, then there's the, the goodness of the biscuit. And I really like biscuits. Mm-hmm. Mm. She was a good woman. Mm-hmm. Her biscuits and gravy was top notch. <laughs> biscuits and gravy will keep you walking the line. <laughs> Her biscuits and gravy will keep you on the red road. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right, real quick. <clears throat> that was good. Yeah, I think we, we beat that one to death. But it's good. Uh, yeah, all our listeners out there, you know, just be on guard. You know, I'm in my winter season, but even within each season, uh, you can break it down to like, you know, each season on Red Road is like a year. So I'm in my winter season. It's 12 months. Break that into three month sections. So like the first three months was my spring. The next three months was my summer. The next three months is my fall, which I'm in right now. And then in June here, I'll enter in like a winter winter portion of you know of my winter season so <clears throat> i know this summer is going to be a lot harder for me um and so i'm preparing i'm gonna up journaling probably to like every day uh, i'm gonna try to i'm gonna get to more me get to more meetings outside of our podcast here probably listening to recovery podcasts our podcasts Go back and maybe listen to all the episodes during the summer. You know, that's a good go to have. Binge listen. Binge listen. Um, yeah, just listen to an episode every day. You know, that might be the go. But <clears throat> really preparing for that. Because um, like I said, I'm not immune. Uh, I need to stay on guard. I need to make sure all my my eyes are crossed and my T's are dotted. And that that makes absolute perfect sense to be preemptive, yeah, in your preparation, like in and and prepare for you know those times that are that you see coming. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, no, sorry, he's laughing at something else. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna preemptive, say. proactive, preemptive, proactive. Get ahead of get ahead of the curve. And you know, um, it's and it is. I can't sit here and tell you that things are gonna always gonna be easy. I mean, they're not for anybody, no matter where you come from or if you're addicted or not. Things are not always gonna be easy. But when we walk this road and we we have others around us, I guarantee you it'll be worth it. Yes, sir. And your life will be exponentially better. Because not only will you not have those substances in your system, but you'll also be better equipped to handle those times when it's winter. You'll all you'll, you already have a, a a good arsenal of weapons to use, and so. When you're prepared and you're ready to go and, and you're learning these things and you got them, you know, 
um, all these options that you can use to, again, get ahead of the curve, then that when that tough time comes, it won't be so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, even, like, for myself, you know, I got to share my dad passing. There's a while there, a week, week and a half, where I was like, what am I going to do? And then, like, it just clicked, and I was like, oh, I walked the red road. Like, I have people in my corner. I have meetings. I have journaling. I have my smudging, my prayer life. I, I just got to do that. I just got to continue doing what I was going to do. And <clears throat> one of my mentors, a guy asked to sponsor me as I was going into my first winter. Uh, he's, he's like, you know, he kind <clears> of <throat> just brought confirmation to something that I was already doing. He said, you're already, you're, you're walking red road. You're already doing a good job. Just keep doing what you're doing and you'll get through this season. And I was just like, oh. And I think through that year, that first winter I went through, through that year, we only met like a couple of times just because our schedules didn't line up. <clears throat> um, but what he said to me initially in our first sit down, I was just like, oh, okay. And what I'm talking about is just like, keep it simple. That's been my motto with everything uh, in my life. You know, these seven years and eight months is just to keep it simple. Keep them shit simple. You know, from how I approach my job, how I approach my parenting, how I approach walking the red road, how I approach this podcast. I just keep it simple. Don't have to overthink it. You know, if I don't know, ask. Well, these are very simple things. Um, But it works for me. You know, I don't try not to get on my soapbox and, like, preach and cram things down people's throat um, because that's not keeping it simple for me. Uh, probably JC and Randy you probably beg to differ on that point, but. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but I feel like I don't get on my soapbox. I left that with my empty half a G's. <laughs> 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 but I, I do like like that that part of it. Like you're already doing it. Yeah. I mean, just and that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. And when it really comes down to it, if you made it through today without using, you're doing it. You're doing it. You are walking the red road. You are like Grant or like your favorite Indian said. You didn't drink today, man. That's a win. You're doing it. Just keep doing that every day. Just don't use every day. Don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care of itself, and yesterday's gone. Bye-bye. Bye. He gone. All right, cool. So I say we move along. That was a good, good, good one. Relapse season. Um, great, great. Yep, Important get, topic. Important get plugged topic. in. Uh, stay plugged in. Stay plugged in. Um, up your meetings, especially during this time if you're – Especially new to the Red Road, just up your meetings, up your accountability to people, up your expressing yourself. You'll be good. Now, to turn the, turn the dial. So who you got winning tonight? Is it uh, Lakers Warriors tonight? No, uh, Lakers lost last night. Oh, yeah, that's right on. Still riding that high. 
Uh, it is Denver, Denver, and Phoenix. Who could be put out? You think I? I I'm going for Denver. I think Phoenix will pull it out of in there. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a tough game, and they're going to have to work every minute of it. Oh yeah, but I think they could do it. I yeah, mean, in that series, and even no, in that series, but more specifically, uh, the home team always wins. So I think it's going to go seven. Denver will probably win it in seven. And who's the other one? Um, uh, the Miami and the Knicks. They played. The no, Knicks. that was last night. Too. That was last night. Too. So it's Boston and uh, oh, 76ers. The Sixers. <clears throat> Man, I'm I'm going for the seas in the East Coast. I'm still waiting for Tatum to like take over, man. You know, I was ask I asked myself this question the other night. Like, are the Sixers that good, or the Celtics just not living up to their potential? Yeah, I think they're they're flopping right now. Cause like there's not a game where Tatum like he just took over. You know? Yeah. Like, like he's, he's got capable, that star he, he's, he's got that star power, he's got the athleticism to like just take over a game in the fourth quarter and he hasn't done it yet. And what about that? James Harden is like what happened to that's the old that's a Rockets James Harden yeah, you're yeah. looking at right there. Yeah, and just that brought it back in the retro. Retro Harden, but yeah, I was kind of you know it just confused me. Like I thought Celtics were better than that. I mean, not to take any anything away from Philadelphia, that's a good no. team. They got mm-hmm. great players, and you know they got a good squad. It's just you know I didn't think it would be like that. Like yeah, but then what do I know? I'm not a professional athlete, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is fun to watch. I will say they true these playoffs have been really really entertaining. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm <clears throat> excited for the outcome. I think ultimately the whoever makes it to the finals is going it's going to be a great finals. There's a lot of great teams, a lot of great players. It's going to be good. And forever rooting against the Lakers myself. <laughs> well, we'll find out tomorrow evening if they can go to the the conference final. Look, if they lose tomorrow, they're going to lose game 7. Oh yeah, for sure. There, there's no way they're winning in San Francisco. No, I just no, don't sir. see that happening. And <clears throat> I mean, you got to go out there with that mentality because it's like not like that. Clay and and Steph and Draymond, those guys got four rings. It's not like they're just going to say, "Oh, you know what? We're down three one, three two. Go ahead." Yeah, they're they're no. not going to roll over. No, I was kind of I was actually shocked last night as how much uh, how active Draymond was on offensive end. Like looking for his shot, looking to score. I was, I was actually proud of him. I was like, "Man, good job." I like that one little move when he looked like he was gonna hand the ball off to oh, Steph and he, then behind the back and then laid it up. Yeah, like damn, I didn't know you had it like that. I know, man. So I'm kind of. I used to hate him going off on his rants, but I'm kind of giving some, giving him some stock, a little bit of stock after his performance last night. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, it's be exciting to watch. Yep. Stay tuned for all you basketball fans. Stay tuned. And just to put this out there, if you guys are interested in, you know, you're an organization or you know of an organization putting on conferences, you know, um, Unspoken Words is definitely down to travel. Come to be, you know, a breakout session or a keynote speaker or even MC your conference. You know, we got all those rates. So we got all those things brewing right now. Uh, just reach out to us at uh, unspoken dubs, unspoken dot dubs with a Z at gmail dot com. 
you can go to our Podbean page or email. Our contact information is there as well. You can contact us on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and Facebook group. Um, we're we usually, you know, I mean, we got all those on our phone, so we can get get back to you very quickly. Um, <clears throat> and that's just something that we're pursuing. You know, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope out there in native country and just people that are seeking help. And even those that are helping the individuals get help, the counselors, the shrinks, you know, the behavior health counselors, addiction counselors, um, more than willing to come and do presentations there. So just putting that out there. And as we move forward, you know, just really appreciate all our supporters out there, all our listeners all over Flat Earth. We love you. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading the unspoken words gospel. Billy Graham style. Uh-huh. And with that, we are out. We'll be back next week, bigger, stronger than ever. Bye. Chinook. Get out my head, plug in the mic and leave nothing unsaid. Uh. Now sit back, relax, and listen to 